Beloved in the Lord, we, we are grateful to God again. He's blessed us with life. We are aware of our surroundings and has given us opportunity to come before him to hear a new word, to get water for our thirsty souls and bread for our hungry souls. So we come before God to we continue our series. This time, lessons from Abraham. Lessons from Abraham. So, let's start by asking God to help us. Father, we thank you. We give you glory for today. We thank you for a time again in your presence. Father, Abraham is a man of God who is the reason why, Father, we too, by faith, can call ourselves children of God. Lord, speak to us. Show us, O God, from his life, Father, aspects of God that we can use to build ourselves up in our faith and strengthen our work with you, that, Lord, we will be perfected by your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we all know the Abraham story. It's a popular story we hear growing up as children. And we hear of his goodness, his faith, his trusting in the Lord, and we see a man who is wonderful, who seems to have done no wrong, who seems to be perfect. But God being wise, made sure that everybody he used as an example in the Bible, he shows the balance of his good and bad side. So today we're looking at Abraham's deceptive side. Abraham's deceptive side. So Bible says in Psalm 139 verse 23-24 that, Search me, O God. And know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. So if we look at Genesis chapter 12. Uh, if we start from um, looking at verse 5. And Abraham took Sarai his wife and Lot his brother's son. And all their substance that they had gathered out and the souls that he had got in Haran, and they went forth into the land of Canaan, into a land, into a land of Canaan they came. Now this was after God had told Abraham, I will bless you, I will make you a great nation, I will increase you. Now he had heard God's words and he believed it. Now, if you you, you would say that, oh, because he had faith, he wouldn't wither under any trouble. You if you jump forward a bit, Bible says that Abraham came because there was a famine in the land. Abraham went into the land of Egypt. While he was in Egypt, um, Sarah, his wife, was a very beautiful woman. And he said, he, he said to her, Sarah, you are beautiful. If we In this land, someone may take you and I will suffer for it. So when you are asked, who am I to you? Tell them, I am your brother. Now imagine, this is a man who has been assured by God that I will increase you. I will bless you. Now, if God says a word, Bible says that God watches over his word, so he doesn't fall to the ground. So God would never, ever have let anybody touch this man, never take him out before his time. But he has the plan. Because I fear men, because I fear the Pharaoh, let, let us lie that you are my sister, so that he will save me, so I will save myself. So he jumped forward again in Genesis chapter 12. And Pharaoh's princes see Sarah, and they tell him about Sarah. He takes her to his palace to be his wife. Of course, God has promised that Sarah would bear the promised child, not by the by the loins of any Pharaoh. So God plagued Pharaoh, and Pharaoh got to know that they had told him a lie. He gets angry and he drives 
Abraham out of the land of Egypt. You would think that after this one time, Abraham had learned his lesson. So then you jump again to Genesis chapter 20. Abraham is now um, in the land of Kadesh. And he is in a place where the, the king is called Abimelech. The same scenario plays out again. Um, Abimelech sees a beautiful Sarah. They tell the same story of Sarah being um, his sister. He takes her to his house. God prevents Abimelech from doing anything wrong to Sarah. God closes the womb of every one of Abimelech's wives and concubines. He finds out that he's been lied to. And then um, Abraham has, has to pray for him so God will forgive him for the intention of wronging him through taking Sarah and setting him free. Now, the lesson is this. A lot of us have been called, if we are Christians, because God has called us. He has prompted our hearts. He has brought us out to believe in Jesus Christ. He's given us direct promises. We have received prophecies, assurances from the word. You know, for example, um, you've been called to be to, to work in a prophetic gift. You've been called to be a minister of God. You've been called and God has told that you will be a great engineer. You will be a great lawyer. You will be a great teacher. You will be a great farmer. You will be, I will bless the work of your hands. But if you look at your current circumstances, for example, so, for, so this is a, a common scenario. You are prepared for exams and you are on your way to the exam hall. Maybe you are, you are, you are entrance exam to law school, entrance exam to university, some profession you're going to, or you're going for an aptitude test for a job interview. On your way, um, you are stopped by the policeman. You look up and see that your vehicle license, DVLA uh, sticker is, is expired or your insurance expired. There's a choice. God has told you that you, if you, you've received a prophecy that if you go for this interview or this exam, you will ace it and I, my God, I, your Lord, will bless you. And then in this circumstance, you are, you, you are faced a similar scenario as Abraham. If you tell a lie, or if you pay a bribe, you will go. If you trust in the word of the Lord that he will keep you and still tell the truth, God himself who promised you will back up his word. But oftentimes, like Abraham, we think, hmm, although God has promised me um, these beautiful things, unless I help the Lord God with a lie or some bribe, it won't work out. Again, um, you are a beautiful lady who has found someone who says that, oh, um, by God's grace, I feel that you are the perfect match for myself. I've prayed and I'm ready for that. Or this person you meet says that unless I sleep with you, I can't marry you. Now, you see, you some of us, you, you've, you've asked God for to, to, help, to give you a marriage partner and you feel this is the person who's right for you. But keep in mind that God's answer never breaks his word. So the thing is this, do I give in to him so he marries me or so he, 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 so he may marry me or do I hold on to the promise of God? You can, if you choose Abraham's option of helping God with a lie or a half-truth, you may find out that you have shot yourself in the foot. In Abraham's case, God prevented him, the lie, from manifesting in damage because God, God plagued Pharaoh, God, plagued, uh, God prevented Abimelech. In your case, you know, God is a sovereign God. He does what he wants to do. He says he searches your heart. He tries you to see whether there's any wicked way. Now, before he blesses you with any mighty thing, he has to make sure that the heart of this person I'm going to give you to is fit to serve me, even though 
um, has given him this wonderful thing. So notice that whether you are Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob, what, whoever you are, what, whatever giftings you have, whatever, whatever um, anointing you think you carry, unless you are able to walk in the truth of God, unless you can trust that God's word is true above every other circumstance, you end up with Abraham's problem. And if you, if you, if you, if you jump forward, you know, a lot of um, struggle between Israel and Palestine is because, or is, is Israel and then um, and the Palestinians is because Abraham chose to try to help God by taking advice from Sarah. Sarah says that, oh, I... I'm not, I'm not able to give her. So take Hagar, my servant. God said that the promised child will come through Abraham's wife, not a, a concubine or a servant. Now, again, he tried to help God. And, and, and then you had Ishmael, who had to be sent away from Isaac because Ishmael was a mighty man in his own right. Now, the lesson is this. So in, in, in conclusion, whatever word you heard from God, his word is yea and amen. If he says, I will do something for you, he will do it. The thing is that a day is like a thousand years for God. So although you say it's taking long, in God's time, it, there's a perfect time to give you all these things, to prepare you, to make sure that if he gives you this gift, the gift won't corrupt you and make you fall away from the faith. So much as Abraham is a father of faith, before he got to a point he could trust God with Isaac, he had to learn how not to lie. He had to learn how to give up his fears. He had to learn to trust that this God is able to make sure that what he has said will come to pass. In the same vein, for you, for me, for everyone who is a believer, whatever word you've heard from God, God doesn't lie. You were not dreaming or hallucinating. If you if you heard from me, you heard from him. If you read the Bible and it says that I will supply all your needs according to my riches in glory, wait for him. It says that those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall rise up on wings like eagles. Wait for God. If you wait for him, you will see the, 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 the blessed promise of what he's giving you. If you rush it or help him or lie or sin in trying to get the promise, God never backs up sin. God only verifies his word in those who have faith in him. So today, purpose in your heart that I'm not going to lie to get a job interview. I won't sleep with any man to get a job. I'm not going to try to bribe a policeman to get out of trouble. I will trust in the name of the Lord God who says that those whose hearts are for him, he will, he will make sure that he, he settles you. He will he'll preserve you with his word, with his mighty hand. But you can't expect to lie. We, 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 we can't expect that God will back us up in our lives and our deceit. No, for God is a God. The Bible says that he is light and there's no darkness in him. So anything that is dark, any sin that makes, that darkens his glory, he doesn't back you up. So in conclusion, we have only one prayer to ask for. So God, search our hearts. Whatever is sin that lacks, that whatever thing I think is a little fox that I've been doing, my little lies, my little stealing, my, my, my constant attempts to help you by worldly wisdom. Lord, forgive me and help me to trust you so that in, indeed I will see your mighty hand and I'll, and I'll bless you for the fulfillment of the promise that I know you, 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 you do in my life. Amen.